All right, it is time to get geared up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. It is our weekly look at gadgets, technology, everything going on in the world of consumer electronics here on GeekWire. We've got a lot to talk about this week, including the new Microsoft Surface Pro. Right. Brand new today. Don't call it the Surface Pro 5, Andrew. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't get mad. Plus, we're going to be looking at some new iPad rumors that Mm -hmm. give a a glimpse of what Apple might be coming out with in terms of the iPad Pro to take on what Microsoft is doing. And some interesting news from Nintendo that might just give you something to do this summer yes. other than Pokemon or, or your Nintendo Switch. Right, or playing outside. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump right into it. Let's talk first about the, the new first, Surface Pro. Uh, oh, wait, hold oh, up. Yep, Let that's people right. know. That's right. By the way, if you do want to subscribe, don't forget, go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and look for Geared Up. You can also just go to geekwire.com slash geared up to subscribe and get the links there. But if you do want to tune into our live shows, the best way to do that is go to Andrew's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash gear live. Right. That's, that's for the video can... feed. Exactly. And of course, if you want to take us with you in the car, geekwire.com slash geared up. All right. Let's jump into it with the Microsoft Surface Pro. Surface Pro. So this was just announced today. That's right. So this is the successor to the Surface Pro 4. Right. It's got all the things you would expect, sort of thinner, lighter, all, all those things that, that you would normally expect. Right. Microsoft has done some interesting things, though, here behind the scenes. The, the okay. Bat- what sets this apart? The battery life, for one. 13 and a half hours. That is being called by some folks the flagship feature of this device. Okay. They've also upgraded. That's nice. Yeah. That's, and by comparison, the, the iPad Pro is? Roughly 10 hours. Pretty much every iPad that Apple's ever released, they've always stuck with a 10-hour battery life. So whether you get an iPad mini or a super large iPad Pro, they always try to target 10 hours of battery life. So 13 and a half, obviously, is a pretty good improvement. That's right. Another interesting thing that they've done, they've done a lot of uh, interesting things with the pen, where when you you know turn it on its side and have different uh, areas of the interface, like, you know, you can sort of get, it, much, it starts to feel much more like an actual pen that you're okay. using or an, or an artistic type of stylus. Let me ask you about this, because I saw earlier yes. today they were saying, hey, we have a, the fastest pen. What is what is pen speed? What does that mean, the pen, fastest pen? Pen speed is if, if you drag it really quickly across yep. the screen, it's not going to lag. So the, the actual oh. the, the, the line that, that you're drawing actually keeps up with the pen in okay. much the same way. So that is what they're touting. This is the, the fastest pen that they've, they've created okay. as part of the Surface lineup. That's nice. We need that. Do, so you used the Surface in the past. Well, it was the RT. That's right. Um, <laughs> the original you, Surface RT. Right. Yes. Have you used a regular Surface with any sort of regularity? Uh, not in my day-to-day work, but I have tested it quite a bit. Okay. So I, I do actually have here in the office a Surface Pro 4 All right. with a pen that I've used, and it's a perfectly good machine. Question I have is, do you use the pen? That's the thing. Or do you just not use the pen? This is what I run into with the Surface Book as well. For okay. a while, I was planning to standardize our Windows users here at GeekWire on the Surface Book notebook. And my issue with that was, I felt like I was paying a premium for the pen, mm-hmm. which was included in right. the price of the Surface Book. And because of that, I, I, it just didn't feel right because nobody here would be using the pen. That said, there's an interesting twist on that very issue Uh-oh. here with the new Surface okay. Pro. Now, the issue with the new Surface Pro is they don't include the pen anymore. So it's going to be starting, they they're going to be starting it right at about $800. 
but it does not come with the pen. And so they're going to ask you to pay more for the type cover. With the keyboard? Does it come with the keyboard? No, it does not come with a keyboard. So that is another issue. So what? Wow. It was an interesting little twist that Microsoft made today. In the past, they called this the tablet that would replace your laptop. That's right. They're now positioning this new Surface Pro as basically a laptop in and of itself. Without a notebook. Yes. Things that need to make it a laptop. And that the reason they're doing that is interesting. It's more of a marketing message because the tablet market is declining. It's it's you know not doing very well. Right. Obviously, the iPad really defined that market, elevated it for quite a while, and it has not been doing as well. And Microsoft's seeing a similar impact with just native tablets without yeah. keyboards. And so they're trying to position this as much more of a, a, a laptop. Now, but the problem is, for the base price, you're not getting the keyboard. Right. Therefore, you're not getting a laptop. Who's the guy in charge of service again? Uh, Panos Panay. Panos Panay. So let's talk about the pen issue because yeah. you you confronted him about this at a past GeekWire. He event. confronted me. <laughs> he confronted me. Panos, listen, man, listen. So I'm sitting in the audience front row. A couple years ago, he was on the show. GeekWire. Uh, yeah, GeekWire. GeekWire yeah. Radio, not geared up. And um, during the break, he noticed I was taking some notes with an iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil, roughly like a year and a half ago, whenever it was. You know, he asked me how I liked it. I told him I liked it a lot. It feels really great. And he was like, you know, we include the pen w- with purchase for service devices. You don't have to pay an extra $99. Um, so how much are they charging for the pen, which isn't included here? I believe it's $99, $99 okay. extra dollars. Okay, Panos. So, um, I mean, is that admission that Apple's been doing it right the whole time? Like, I just, I'm just saying, it's, it's pretty weird to, to call that out. So what they would say is that very much like I just said with the Surface Book, where it might have been stopping some people from buying it because they assumed it was baked into the price. Right. Which apparently it wasn't if now it's being separated out and they're elevating the True. They're keeping the price the same. At any rate, it's you. It, they're giving people the option at right. least. Are you but, buying this? Uh, no. I like to ask you every time we talk about something. Are you buying this? You're not. No, I am going to get the Surface laptop. That Buy, is, uh, And, and to, to my point about the Surface book, the Surface laptop is essentially what I would want for Microsoft without the extra cost of the pen, which I would never use. Are you going to run Windows 10S? I, I have to if I'm getting the service. No, because you can you can you there's can, a free upgrade to Windows that's, Pro. That's right. So you're going to upgrade to Pro, or you're going to keep it at S. You know, it would be interesting to as an experiment to try and keep it at S. You right. Always Just to see if you, you always like it. to me- you like to you like to torture yourself for experiments. I do. Hey, every, everything in service of the listener, the viewer, and the reader. Oh right? man, so, Surface laptop looks nice. Um, Surface Pro honestly does look nice, but it's pretty unfortunate that all these accessories are going to cost you and you know a bunch of extra money. Yeah, that is I mean, the, that is one the, downside. Yeah, it's um, but as far as the tablet thing goes, you know my my take on this isn't so much that the tablet world is declining, so much as you know people upgrade their smartphones every year, every every iPhone, every Galaxy when they come out, you want to upgrade, and I just think that there's no urgency to upgrade your tablet. Like I know people who use their iPad 2 yes. or the iPad you know, 3, which is many years old at this point, but they're still really good to where it's like, if I'm just sitting on my couch using this when I'm you know, sitting on the couch, why do I need it to be thinner? And li- like, I'm fine. I think that's really the problem. I don't think the tablet market is going away. I think people, people just, buy one and they're yeah. like, oh, this is, this is good enough. It works for many, it's many like, years. It's like the TV market. Just because people don't buy a TV every year, you, know, you buy a TV and you keep it for quite a few years. I think that's what we're seeing with tablets. So just an aside, 
I don't think tablets are going anywhere. So the other issue with this device- There's another issue. Is USB-C. Oh, okay, what? What's the issue here? No USB-C on this either? No USB-C. So- What are they doing? Andrew, so they were actually planning to include USB-C. Those are some of the reports. And it turns out that they ultimately didn't. Mm -hmm. And part of that has to do with the dock. In other words, they wanted it to be compatible still with the existing Surface docks that you would use to use this as a desktop and plug it into an external monitor with a a set way. Now, this is an issue that's near and dear to your heart, I know, because of the USB-C upgrades that Apple has made with the MacBooks. It's also an issue that's near and dear to my heart for the same reason in the opposite (laughs) way, because I am staying away from the new MacBooks simply because of the stupid USB-C and the lack of- Stupid? The lack of HDMI, (laughs) the the, the over-reliance on this single port. I've got HDMI right here. Yeah, and you've got, I know you've got HDMI, but you have to carry around- that whole dongle, that what, whatever, what, that, that's it's ridiculous. A dongle. It's a laptop. It should do what you need it to do. You should not have to carry around some accessory. Oh, okay. like Microsoft is making you do here. Right, I guess. exactly. I see, the, 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 see? Okay. All right. I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to resolve this in this segment, oh. Andrew. Okay. Are we out of time? We are out of time okay. in this all right. segment. All right. All right. You got you're... lucky, Panos. <laughs> all right. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edward. All right. We were just talking about the new Microsoft Surface Pro. Right. Andrew, anything you want to wrap up there in your defense of USB-C? It's not even defending USB-C. Like, a lot of devices out there have USB-C and other ports. So just because you have USB-C doesn't mean you can't have something else. So what Apple did here is they put four Thunderbolt ports on here, which happen to be USB-C form factor. You can plug into Ethernet and you can get, you know, one megabit or a thousand megabits. It's the same connector. It's just the speed that it puts out, right? So these four Thunderbolt 4 port, Thunderbolt 3 ports, no other computer has that. That's a lot of speed. You can drive two 4K displays right off here or a 5K display, et cetera. So they're very fast. But there's no reason that the Surface couldn't have one USB-C port and a USB-A port, for example. And there's no reason that their dock couldn't have a USB-C port and a USB-A port. So you can use the same dock for both. Okay. All right. All right. I'm I'm defeated. I'm just saying, like, that's the, that's the connector of the future. Every, like, my camera, this camera that we're recording on has USB-C. This laptop does. A lot of phones have it. Okay. And you can, connect, you can connect a phone to a camera now because it's all the same connector. Does, so. the, does the current iPad Pro have USB-C? No. Apple is only lightning. I don't expect Apple to ever adopt USB-C on an iOS device. Uh, my assumption is, you know, the only port left on this phone, if you look at this, it's the iPhone 7 Plus. The only port left is that. That there's no headphone port or right. anything like that. So I think the next iteration when they is to get rid of all the ports. So they're just going to lose that port completely, and it'll all be about wireless charging and wireless syncing. So I don't expect them to go from this port to, uh, to a new port ever. Okay. I think it's going to be from this to nothing. All right. So speaking of the next iPad, there were some renders. Renders. These. So this is basically where somebody takes leaked specs. That's right. And then creates... Essentially, a mock-up. Yes. A so they take the, the the leaked specif- as you said, the leaked specs, and they look at everything that it says, and then they create a three D image based on that information. So based on that, this is the new iPad Pro. Based on that, yes. And obviously, there's not a lot to see here because this is just a you know a gray silver image. But what we do know is it's going to be a 10.5 inch tablet, which right now 
The iPad Pro is 9.7 inches, and then there's a 12.9-inch version. So this is a 10.5. This is in between those two. In between, okay. Um, I don't know if that means they're going to get rid of one of those two sizes or they're going to add a third. Um, If I had to guess, the 9.7 would go away. And um, it's going to be equal to the size of two iPad mini displays side by side. So that makes it easy for them to scale, you know, do scaling on the tablet. But... You know, Apple's still in the tablet game. So when you're looking at it forward, face face to face, it's going to be the equivalent of two iPad Minis. That's what the screen's going right. to be if like. Right, if you remove yeah. the bezel, of yeah. course. So gotcha. if you just took the screens off of two iPad Minis and put them side by side, that is 10.5 inches diagonal. Gotcha. So um, retina display, of course. And um, yeah, like I said, Apple's still in the tablet game pretty hardcore. I'm curious to see what they're going to do on the software side because that's really – what I think is important in all these devices is not about the hardware. The hardware just enables the software to do stuff. They, they didn't do much in the past year with iOS for specific iPad um, features. A lot of the features in iOS 10 so far have been specifically for the iPhone. And the iPad has just been using, pretty much just been using iOS and running it, but nothing really optimized for the iPad itself. So that's what I'm hoping we see at WWDC and iOS 11. WWDC is just a couple weeks away. So June 5th, we're going to see the debut of iOS 11, the next version of Mac OS. Um, we're expecting some other hardware as well. And this new iPad may be one of the things we see there. So can Apple do something here? I know we were saying that the tablet market is not necessarily in decline in terms of usage, but in terms of purchasing, it is. Yes. Is, is there room here? I mean, people ask this about the iPhone all the time, but with the iPad and especially the iPad Pro, is there room here for Apple to do something that redefines this market again to, to the extent that maybe you could see as a litmus test, yeah. the iPad sales start to rise. Yeah, well, I think uh, the first thing that they did was actually the bigger move was the release of the last iPad just a couple weeks ago or like a month ago where they made the iPad, I believe it was 379 is the new entry-level point where before it was like 500 bucks, 499 So now you can get a full-size iPad for 379 That lowers the barrier to entry. So that, in other words, all those people who have those older iPads who are like, I have no reason to spend an extra 500 bucks on a new thing when this one's working just fine, you know, may, lowering that price to 380 329 Oh, 329 Yep. So not even 380 3 $330. That's right. So if you, have an, if you have an older iPad that you've been, you know, keeping around for, you know, five years or four years, $330 is a lot easier of a pill to swallow than 500 bucks. So I think that might be, for the lower end, one way to move that needle. Yep. And then the iPad Pro is for the higher end. And now they actually have a, a, a low and high end, especially when you look at the pricing of these things. Because before they were like, you know, regular iPad 500, iPad Pro like 600, like not much of a difference. So you go from 330 to, you know, 600 that really separates the two. So it is up to them, though, to, again, I think it's about the software. You need to be able, if I'm going to use this, because they want you to use the iPad as like your tap, your your laptop replacement, kind of like what they've been doing over at Microsoft with the Surface. If you want people to be able to do that, you need to enable the software to allow them to do things like multitask easily, um, you know, use the pencil in in more interesting ways than just artwork and things like that. So, um, again, hopefully iOS 11 brings those features because if not, it, it, it just becomes a handheld. It's just a tablet. Like, you know what I mean? When I say just, a ta- it's just yeah. full screen apps and all that. We need more multitasking. 
Okay. I want them to come up with an iPad that you can easily dock into your entertainment system and it mm. sort of just easily plays up on your TV. Sort of like a, a reverse switch. Right. You know, like in that well, way. Well, what about AirPlay? Yeah, I guess that that it AirPlay does, works. It does it wirelessly. Do you use that? I haven't used oh, that yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. Oh, AirPlay's like you need an Apple TV in order for it to right. work. But if you have an Apple TV, AirPlay's the best because there's like there's no latency or anything. You just you know tap, send to, and you if you have multiple Apple TVs, you you name them each and send it to the living room and it just appears. Apple is the master of those features that work extremely well between its devices. Yes. It, like we are big users of AirDrop around here. Right, like right. Send one file to another computer or another yeah. uh, phone very quickly. And that's the thing with making your own hardware and software. Like, you know, people wonder why it is that Apple's able to do this. Well, if you have a Samsung phone and you have a Lenovo computer running a Microsoft operating system and the phone's running a Google operating, like that's already four different manufacturers and the wireless chip is made by Qualcomm. Like you have all these things where Apple is like, you know, we made the hardware, we made the software, we made the syncing technology. So that's why, you know, it's much easier. It works much better. Yeah. Okay. iPad Pro. All right. Let's talk about Nintendo Summer of Fun. What, what the Nintendo heck is Summer this? Summer of Fun. Yeah. So Nintendo's going on tour. You know, Nintendo has actually been on fire since the release of the Switch. Um, and I believe last I saw is they sold over 2.1 million of these things, which is crazy because um, the, what was it, the Wii U? Like, it's basically sold about one-fifth of the Wii U's overall sales for its whole lifespan. Despite that popularity, though, Nintendo is saying we're going on tour this summer and they're bringing all their most popular games with them. So you can find them in shopping malls and, you know, other locations in major cities across the country. And you can just stop by and just play these games. So they're bringing a bunch of Nintendo Switch games, a bunch of games that are unreleased, and also the Nintendo 3DS games that are coming out soon. So, like, so, what, what would be unreleased games? So, like, are we going to be able to see Legend of Zelda for the iPhone at this thing? Or is that... We're still waiting on the confirmation for that. I'd love to play that. But the iPhone games are not on the list. Um, ARMS is not out yet, though. Yeah. So ARMS would be one. I assume Splatoon would be... Yeah, they, actually, they're showing Splatoon right there as well. That's going to be a big game of the summer. Um, you've got Street Fighter. You've got Mario Kart 8 up there. Um, the What was it called? Pikmin for Nintendo 3DS is coming out. So all these games... Though, I mean, this looks pretty cool. If I was walking by this while I was at the mall, I would definitely stop and sit down and like get my hands on this stuff. Is Nintendo back? I think Nintendo's back. I think Nintendo's doing... You know, I think their strategy is going pretty well for them. And um, they do have the the cadence of releases going really well. Now, the Switch has only been out, let's see, March. So almost three months. But, you know, they've had a steady release of good games. They're not all like, you know, they didn't all come out on day one. And then there's this drought, you know, for a few months. So they're they're doing well there. And, you know, the Switch, quite honestly, for me, it gets the most use in my home. Um, I I think I've only turned on my Xbox and PlayStation uh, combined four times since I got the Switch, and I turn on the Switch almost daily. Wow. So, And is that primarily just to play games? Just, yeah, because that's the only thing you can do on the Switch. You can't, you know, you right. can't do Netflix or any of that right. stuff yet. Um, do you expect to be able to do Netflix down the road? I think they're going to enable apps at some point so you can get Netflix or Hulu yeah. and stuff like that on the go or YouTube and things like that. But um, it's just, it's it's fun. And the the thing is, if there's a game that's out on the Xbox and the same game is out on the Switch. So I have one of these, one such game. It's called NBA Playgrounds. It's like NBA Jam from back in the day. Oh, yeah. And 
I play, so it's the same game. I play it more on a Switch because I know if I'm going on a trip and I'm going to be on an airplane or something, I can take that with me and I'm not starting over. You know, if I played it on my Xbox and then I took it on, and then I took my Switch on right. an airplane, it's like I got to start all over from the beginning because I played all the, you know, my well, that's save the promise file. of the Switch. Right. Pick it so up. So you go. pick it up and go. And so that is actually way more alluring than I thought it would be, you know, initially. Now, on the flip side of that, something interesting I didn't even think of until today. A big game that just got announced is Destiny 2. Yes. Right? So huge game. From Bungie. From Bungie. Right They're right the over lake. here. Um, that game's coming out soon. But they they said they're not releasing it for the Switch. And people were like, why is that? We expected it to come to the Switch. The Switch is powerful enough to do it. And it turns out that since Destiny 2 is one of these games where you're always connected, you're always online, they said, well, as soon as you're on the go, you can't play the game. So if you're on an airplane, you can't play it. You have to be connected in order to enjoy this game in a console where so many people are taking it on the go. You know, it's, it's going to be pretty frustrating when they don't real, you know, if they don't realize that limitation from day one. So, um, you know, that's interesting to think of because we're so connected nowadays that a lot of games are starting to just be, you know, online all the time. And the switch, that's not something that is optimized for. Yeah, we should talk about Destiny Two on another show, but yeah. maybe closer to the release Next week date or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a it, it's a big release. I we know. should go to Bungie. Yes, we, we should. should go to Bungie. Oh, that's a good idea. I've yes. actually I, I can I might be able to hook us yeah, up. Yeah, we there. should go to Bungie okay. and do all a right. show. All right, that's all I got. You got anything else you want to talk about this week, Andrew? No, that's it for now. Yeah, good That's stuff. it for now. We'll be back next week, as always, with more gadget goodness, tech stuff. Drop comments down below if there's anything you want us to talk about. Don't forget, subscribe at geekwire.com slash geared up or youtube.com slash gear live for the live stream on YouTube. You can also follow GeekWire's Facebook page to yes. get alerted to our live stream. And by the way, if folks are interested in Docker, not Dockers, Docker, but Docker, just go to a geekwire.com slash Cloud Summit. That's coming up go. on June 7th. We got Scott Guthrie. Very exciting. Yeah, all, all sorts of folks. Good, good, <laughs> good lineup. All right, until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. You're listening to Geared Up. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gearlive and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.